on this episode. My dating history is super diverse. That's what you claim, but yeah, I've never seen you with a woman. I didn't say there were women. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or human. I said diverse, didn't I? Everybody and welcome to another episode of No Country for Middle-Aged Men. I am your host Mark Pearson. Uh, my first co-host is a board-certified shepherd of the anus, and my second co-host is still working on his Gorgon punchline. Their names are Juan and Adam. I'm glad I didn't get to be the shepherd of the anus. <laughs> I was like, damn, when did this nickname come about? He just knows about my degree in assiology. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's that Egyptian thing. That's right. Yeah, now I remember. Exactly. Callbacks to the last two episodes. Uh, so today we also uh, welcome respiratory therapist and uh, national hero, John Playtez. <laughs> He's really teeing me up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I have to talk tons of shit about the co-host and I have to build up our guests. It's just the way it goes. Well, that's, an easy, that's an easy build. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and write out a review. Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash No Country Podcast. We're also on Instagram at No underscore Country underscore Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Podcast underscore Country. You can email us at NoCountryPodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail at 346-291-0050. What do you, you got to do to make that, that number 291? Uh, you, you actually have to send like a email into Google requesting it and they go through a selection process and you know, basically you got to sweet talk them, slip them a tw- 20 bucks and they'll do it. I can't you. believe you actually researched that. I was joking. <laughs> I actually had an answer for that. Yeah. I just pulled that you got a little answer. Bit too much time on your hands, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's, it, yeah. I mean, I, well, you can yeah. only masturbate so much. <laughs> actually, I need to write a joke about that. Cause like. <laughs> Think about it. Everyone's been in home for like the last two and a half months. Yeah. Like you had to have run out of interesting porn like in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. It's like, how good was this for freaky porn? Like everyone's getting into the weirder and weirder shit. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm sure these sex stores are killing it right now. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, wait, this, were you recording right, there, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. I'll take everything back. Uh, this is all a joke. This is a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Adam at, you know, Zone Erotica a couple days ago. Bumped into him there. Somebody's got to keep the small businesses alive. Come on yeah, now. You got to do what you got to do. I'm not buying my my butt plugs from Amazon. <laughs> Damn monsters. They're cheaper there, though. You never know if you're going to get a return, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Bezos has a very loose butt plug return policy. There's some people you couldn't give that a one-day warranty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, like, that should be like explicit, like on every item. Like, this is not a return. We swear to God. Yeah, <laughs> this is. Dumb. It's whittled down in one day like a pencil. I don't know. <laughs> oh How do you whittle down a? Bu- Never mind. I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> he probably has an answer to this. Yeah, he's done it before. I'm sure. That's the same guy you can't give a one day warranty to. <laughs> <laughs> 
goodness. Please tell me we're not going to talk about this. This has gone off the rails. (laughs) Immediately, just right off the rails. (laughs) So to get things back on. We lost every female listener already. Yeah. Or what? Single mothers are pissed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, Juan, I was telling them before uh, you called, I said there was, or did I tell you there was a single mother thing? No. Okay. Okay. I can't remember. It was before you called or not. There was a, Someone who wrote in and said, oh, you guys need to talk about more topics that pertain to single mothers. And I was like, yes, because we have so many single mothers on the show. (laughs) Maybe a dating form. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Actually, so like that is a struggle of middle aged men is we're having to finally like if you're single, I mean, Juan does not take uh, to care. If you're single, like it's just a reality, though, the later older you get. The more you have to deal with single mothers is like right. a dating pool. Like right. I haven't done it yet, mm-hmm. but it's like teetering on the brink of like that's not going to be a taboo for me anymore. I, oh no, I, man! By the end for me, it was like a child daycare center. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to avoid. I'm too selfish for that right now. But I could. I'm, it's the older I get, I'm just like the standards are just going to start falling off. Not that that should be a standard because they're just as valuable as normal. I mean, not normal women. Every wow, Adam, just <laughs> digging, digging, the hole. digging, digging. You need a bigger shovel, Adam. <laughs> That's actually what my ex told me, too. <laughs> need a bigger shovel? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way she's going to feel anything. Oh! <laughs> wow. Wow. And I'm the one smoking purple kush over here. That. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, so for those, let's get this back on track. For those of us out there, for those out there, uh, John, what does a respiratory therapist do? Okay, so that's a lot more in depth than you'd think it is. But Just, essentially, what I do is um, I work in a hospital, mm-hmm. and um, all right, next question. No, <laughs> we got the gist of no, I'm kidding. Western balls. Uh, I basically help. Um, people with a whole bunch of different diseases um, that affect the respiratory system. Okay. Does COVID-19 affect the respiratory system? It does. Hmm. Quit smoking. <laughs> Quit smoking. Yeah, I'm, is that, I'm sure that's something you tell people a lot. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, what got you into being, what made you choose to become a respiratory therapist? Well, I... I kind of fell into it. So I started in school exploring what I wanted to do with life and went through a bunch of different majors and nothing really, uh, you know, I didn't connect with anything Mm -hmm. uh, particularly. And I kind of took some time off and uh, was basically working crappy jobs for a while and then um, decided I didn't freaking want to do that anymore. Uh, And then we just happened to have a family friend who was a respiratory therapist and he suggested I should go shadow someone at a hospital. So I did that. And I was like, yeah, I could do this. Mm-hmm. So I went and signed up for a program and got it done. Okay, cool. That was not long after you and I got our phlebotomy certification, right? Yeah, probably. I would say like within the year of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're telling me you're both familiar with intravenous yes. uh, drugs? Yeah. Or injecting Get, things? Yeah. Uh, give yeah me I don't take the course you. per se. <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah, John and I have been friends for a long, long time. Probably what, 2002? So you have no standards is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Mark has no standards. That's why I'm here. 
Juan's the baseline for low standards, and then we just go up from there. <laughs> Best father ever. I like Juan. I like Juan. I like his glasses. I know. I like his strip club aesthetic at his garage or his shed, wherever this is. Yeah, his barn. The only thing he's missing is a ridiculous hat. I, you know what? I took it off because it's like uh, 70 in here. Sounds nice. So, like, yeah. I'm about to start sweating. <laughs> Dear God. Juan, you're the only person I know that sweats just by breathing. <laughs> Dude, someone, matter of fact, someone in a car today <laughs> looked out the window and I was sweating outside. They were like, I got to turn my air on just looking at you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> oh, Juan. So, John, where do you currently work at? So, I work uh, at UCSF San Francisco. Um, and I work for the Benioff Children's Hospital. Okay, cool. Benioff, why does that name sound familiar? Uh, Benioff is the owner of Salesforce or That's CEO right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got the, the greasy, slick back hair, out of shape, always talking shit. Fuck Benioff. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's a good dude. He's really like or super ethical for a business owner, like, which is like a, not a really common phrase. Right. Yeah, but yeah, he, Salesforce is like a... I would yeah. love to work for them. If you're listening, Benioff, um, hit up your boy. Yes. I'll move. I'll suck your dick. It's, I'll, <laughs> give no me country a, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Subject line, attention, Adam Radliff. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's crazy rich. Yeah. <laughs> and Adam's just crazy. So match made yeah. in heaven. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, when the whole COVID-19 thing happened, uh, what... What was your initial just like thought about it when you first heard about it coming here it's starting to happen in America? Well, initially I was kind of a bit more in the camp of um, the news is really just essentially pushing this on us mm-hmm. um, because they, they tend to do that every couple of years to push this sort of hysteria. And then it seems like they get a sort of a accelerated uh, process to get some vaccination for it. Right. And then it ends up in every hospital in the world. So that's kind of what I thought initially. It was just kind of hype machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you saw, unfortunately, the media does a really crappy job, at least here in the U.S., of uh, informing us what's going on elsewhere in the world. Because if they had shown us what was going on in China and Italy at that point in time, I think a lot of people would maybe have a different view about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I started kind of seeing that stuff because it was on my radar. And then, um, but then I was, I was still more like, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. You know, be careful, but no big deal. Um, and then they shut down um, California. So San Francisco was the first city in the U.S. to uh, do the shelter in place. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, God, these guys are so overreacting. Right. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, California shut down the whole state uh, under the same order. And I thought it was a bit premature mm-hmm. but um kind of looking back it looks like it might have been a pretty smart idea because One time those california hippies are right <laughs> you know this is what i told mark the other day like uh even a said broken clock is right twice a day yeah <laughs> um, even a blind dog finds a bone once in a while that's right so i i i'm, I'm kind of like hazy on the timeline because it's it's all been such chaos but then, you know, you had um, de Blasio in New York saying, no, go out, enjoy the restaurants, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Even though at that time they already had over 2,000 people testing positive. Yeah. And then it just erupted there. Yeah, yeah. that's surprising that San Francisco closed down early because that that's Pelosi territory, right? 
Is she from? She's from California. She's yeah. yeah, she's a representative, but she doesn't actually uh, govern in that area. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's I mean, her political career did start in that area, though. Yeah. So, what did you encounter any cases like in San Francisco at the hospital there? No. So, um, in the pediatric side, um, you don't really see too. Most kids who actually contract the virus mm-hmm. are actually asymptomatic. Um, but we, I don't know what the number is now, but. Um, before I left, we had tested over 300 kids and zero positives. Oh. So, um, not for much for me. We have another hospital that's on the other side of town, and it is the adult hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we do have adults on our side, it's not really... Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had, I want to say, 12 or 13. Okay. Something so like that. Not too many. And I think... I think in the whole Bay Area to date right now, we've only had 63 or some odd deaths. Holy shit. Yeah, that's that's awesome. really good. Yeah, really low. Are any of those homeless? Like, how are homeless surviving this? Well, that's a good question. I, I think there's probably not a whole lot of testing, so we don't have much data. But um, when this started, they actually are putting the homeless up uh, in hotels all over San Francisco. Really? Yeah. So the government or the city, I, I don't know what Brad is paying for them to be um, in hotels because. So I can. I was, hmm? <laughs> wow. Yes, Juan, you could move. Right on. <laughs> Just in case shit hits a fan. I got it out. All right. You go. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible friend. <laughs> so that's kind of be kind of nice, though, because I hear like there's a lot of homeless in. In that area, so if they're all in the yeah. hotel, do they have to stay in the hotel, or they can go wander the streets during the day? Yeah, I don't. I didn't really look into details of it. I don't. I don't live in the city, so I don't really. I don't really know. I'm sure if they test positive, I would assume they would keep them in. Yeah, you know, and not let them leave. But um, I don't really know that there's much you can do. I mean, yeah, to keep force somebody. You, you know, it's not prison. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's about good is if you get test positive and you go in the hospital though. You do not get out. You do not no one comes and sees you. You have no contact until they've got you know, like what happened with Jazz. They mistakenly te- thought she was positive. Like it tested mm-hmm. positive, then it tested negative or whatever. Like yeah. No, they were testing her for HPV, not for COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God she passed those tests. <laughs> I did check. So, uh, but anyways, but yeah, it was like, once she was tested positive, they took it like literally to the point to where they like took pictures and everything where her tattoos were like, we're going to identify you later with these. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Are you sure they weren't checking for gang tattoos? No, they already told us she was going to be put on a ventilator that nobody was going to know until after she was on it. And that either she comes off that ventilator or she dies. That's what they told her. And they separated the ER by the people that they assume were going to make it. And then the people that were probably not. Mm. That's how far she got before they figured out that she didn't have it. And she got out. (laughs) And I know it was rare because they didn't even know how to let her out. Wow. (laughs) So it wasn't like it happened a lot. So do you have any insight as to why this doesn't seem to be affecting kids like it is older people? So there's a couple reasons. Um, so 
Is the virus sin based? <laughs> like, these innocent kids can't get it. <laughs> these evil people are dying. Right. Dead, <laughs> so I'm definitely not an expert in that, but um, I, I listened to one on TV. Uh, oh, yeah. there, there was a, so from what I understand is um, essentially what happens is uh, the immune system uh, attacks the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the reasons that healthy people, um, will get sick, more sick from this sometimes is it's not everyone, but it will cause a, um, essentially a storm, um, where your, your immune system goes crazy attacking it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so this, the um, assumption is that since kids have a, a less developed immune system, the body doesn't go so crazy attacking the virus. Does that make sense? Yeah. So by living off of ramen noodles and Totino's dollar pizzas <laughs> and weakening my immune system for years, <laughs> I may have been saving my own life. That's what I'm getting out of this. Possibly. Nice. We'll let you think that, Adam. And cheap beer. Cheap. <laughs> Adam and his Keystone. This is not Keystone. <laughs> Look, I haven't had Keystone since college. <laughs> since Coors Light. Uh, the mountains are blue, in case you're wondering at home. Mm-hmm. So that means that it's cold. <laughs> look, look, if you don't like science and knowing if, the, if your beer is cold... That is a serious... That's topic. on you. <laughs> Actually, I tried to get Love Street. They didn't have it. It's bullshit. Really? Yeah. That's your upset. favorite, isn't it? Yeah, that's my go-to right now, for sure. That's Thank God for your eating habits and your childish immune system. You think you've now avoided COVID through this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have done some, like, I don't know, maybe I'm not taking this as serious as I should, mm-hmm. but, like, um, I just can't imagine, like, I haven't heard of a, a whole lot of people who are healthy. I, I'm not saying, like, I joke about being unhealthy. I'm not, I don't particularly think I'm insanely unhealthy. Um, so I haven't been too concerned. I mean, I'm aware, like taking precaution if I'm going out and about for the most part, but I just, I can't get worried about it for some reason. It's, maybe it's just cause I haven't had anyone I know that got affected by it, but, uh, it's well, been hard to get worked up. Here's the thing. I've asked a few people, other people that were worried about it. And I've said, what good is worrying doing you? And I was like, is it keeping you up at night? Oh yeah. I'm losing sleep over this. And I was like, how many people do you know that have had it? Zero. Is that worry helping you at all? Is it, if you can, you can be smart and take precautions without worrying. And I think, at least in my opinion, people have tended to go into one of two extremes. Either the, this is fake and it doesn't matter and I'm going to live my life normally. Or the world needs to shut down for the next two years or until a vaccine comes out. Yeah. Speaking of worrying, like, I actually have like really bad insomnia. So I take medication mm-hmm. to like, fall asleep. There is like a run. On, like, I guess people are getting prescribed sleep medication because they're like, too anxious to, and stressed to sleep. Yeah. So it's affecting people, us, people who are normally anxious and nervous. Yeah. They can't sleep so that there's like a run on and it's completely out. Interesting. I've actually been sleeping better since the shutdown and I've still been able to work and everything. My life has changed very little, but I actually feel pretty lucky for that. Ice I, water in your veins over here, huh? I used, no, I used... A Viking over here. Yeah, basically. Ready to die. It's, fucking, yeah. it's the only time it feels comfortable. Yeah, true. A little dangerous life. Berserker right here, man. Exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> did you just say berserker? Yeah, I did. I've performed the Blood Eagle 12 times. Leave me alone. Have y'all talked about Blood Eagle yet? <laughs> no, we haven't. Yeah, that's some brutal we shit. Will. We will. Oh, I'll, have you watched the show Vikings? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I love that show. If you watch, if you haven't watched it, I watched the first two seasons. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's awesome as long as one character is in it, and then it kind of goes downhill afterwards. Mm. But um, see, this I is the part it. where it's like middle aged men, and then I feel like Grandpa Rogan over here. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. No, I actually, I've seen, you've never seen Vikings. No, I never watched it. I mean, I know it's a show, but what do? You, well, actually, I'm now I'm curious. What do you watch? I watch a lot of documentaries. This is us. Um, CIS, NCIS. Probably a lot of. I, I don't watch TV shows at all, really. I watch pretty much just documentaries and stand up. I love documentaries and stand up. Yeah, John and I watched several stand up specials <laughs> in the last like three days. Oh, you were right about that, Oswald. Well, Pat and Oswald's one, his new one. Oh yeah, is it's it a good? killer. It's great, especially if you're old like me. <laughs> Literally, look. he's so salty like, like i've i've watched pretty much everyone he puts out like he's just so bitter like the last couple ones like is he like kind of calmed that down like, yeah, yeah he did and it's like way smoother it was probably the best i've ever seen him he was very good i'll it, check it out we watched the new tom segura one last night oh, too I and that's him. probably the best one i've seen in the last year yeah. i love tom dude that guy's killer yeah yeah he doesn't miss man no 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 he doesn't that's a home desk. That stuff makes you like humbled. Like, like you, I say to myself, not on my best day could I probably ever be that good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, in my own egotistical mind. I'm like, there's limits. <laughs> he gets away with murder, but like, uh, he's just like, he's built up a reputation long enough to where he can. And yeah, he is absolutely hysterical. He goes in the. Have you seen the new one, mm-hmm. Ball Hog? Oh, yeah, when he goes hard on Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, I, I, that one made me laugh so hard. I was like, "Oh boy, here we are next to Louisiana." He was just trashing Louisiana. Yeah. And he doubles down. Yeah, he does. So get back to the virus. So, uh, what led you, or how did you, how did you get inspired, or what led you to go to help out in New York at the hospitals there, John? I don't know if there was like a particular moment or anything that. Uh inspired me per se Mm -hmm. Uh, it just just seeing and hearing over and over again different uh you know hearing from people who know people who you know because i work with a bunch of nurses and all my friend works there or uh or you see like an article that you read or on tv and it's just like you know you're, you're hearing like nurses having you know 10 to 15 20 patients and you see you know they have you know, the RTs are having to take care of like 30 different ventilators and it's just like, geez, and you just see this over and over and over again. And it's, then you have, um, Bloomberg on TV, you know, or not Bloomberg, what the hell is the guy's Cuomo? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, basically pleading every day for people to come help, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, geez. So, um, yeah, I don't really have like a specific moment or story or anything, but it's just seen that over and over again. It's just kind of like, you know, I can go help. Like we weren't busy. We didn't see like any cases. Like our our hospital was actually overstaffed mm-hmm. uh, to the point where we're sending people home every day because they were they basically overstaffed, worrying that they were gonna be we were gonna be inundated with yeah. patients. But then we didn't, it didn't happen. So I was like, okay, well, I can I, I can go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've never been in the military, uh, but I would 
I would assume it's not as efficient. So I signed up and they basically said, hey, we need you like now. Um, can, can you leave tomorrow? That's what happened when I joined Bumble. <laughs> like, we need you now. You're the hero that we deserve. And uh, yeah, I, you know, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Sorry for interrupting. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, John. <laughs> yeah. So, if there's any single mothers out there listening, if you see Adam, just hit swipe. up your boy. <laughs> swipe left. <laughs> so yeah, what was New York like? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, and getting there, they they basically say we need you there by this day, and it was like two days away. So I I jumped on a plane, um, and that was that was weird um, because when I got to the airport, there was nobody there. The security, I was like one of maybe three people. Dang. Or something. Yeah. Damn, that shit's so trapped. Yeah. Um, then the plane, there was maybe 50 or less people on it. Um, I had my own row. Um, and then when I got there, I got an Uber. There's no traffic and it's 9 million people or something. Yeah. And there's no, there's like three cars. So, so very weird. Um, then we got there and, um, I signed up at the hotel. Uh, basically the company that I, I went with, they rented out a whole hotel and, um, and so we had to sign in and give all our information, licenses and all that. Um, and that was kind of a cluster. Uh, I got in at like six or seven and I was there till almost, uh, midnight signing. There's, I think they said... 2,000 some odd people in that hotel. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was interesting. And it, it was kind of a disaster in that um, we got there, gave our information, then they had to forward our names to like the city or I don't know, city or state of New York mm-hmm. and let them know that we're there. And then they assign us to a hospital and then let the company know that and then then they let us know where we're supposed to go so it took about two days after i got there to actually get assigned to a hospital wow damn what'd you do for those two days inefficient uh it was um but basically they had us reporting down to the i don't know muster area like about every four ish hours Mm -hmm. and, you know, checking to see if you had been assigned somewhere. Hmm. Um, and so it was, it was really, that was probably the worst part is not knowing where you're going to go. And then you're like, okay, I've been up since five. Am I going to get an assignment at like five o'clock tonight where I'm going to be working night shift and I have to go, you know, you have no idea. Um, Sounds like madness. Yeah. So where did you get assigned to? So I was assigned to Harlem Hospital. 
Okay. Where's yeah. that? I'm kidding. Thanks. Adam. I'm assuming it's in Harlem. <laughs> no, it's off. Uh, it's in Cayman. Did Island. you check out the Apollo? <laughs> While you were there, it's funny too. Shit, you guys don't stand a chance, man. <laughs> so when you got in your first shift, what was it like going to the hospital and walking in the first time? If you do a bad job, never mind. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> It's going to stop now. You got to know when to cut your losses. Well, the first, the first thing I remember is um, it was me and three other, or two other, at least on day shift, uh, therapists that um, went to Harlem. Um, we went there and uh, found the department and introduced ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um and then they were just like super excited to see like, hey, we get some help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first day w- it was pretty chill because you still have to get you like um, like your ser- security clearance, verify all your licenses, um, get you into their their computer system so you can chart um, and then um, kind of go over there like all their their policies and stuff. So, yeah, it's. Um, it wasn't like some dramatic thing where you just like jump into it and then, you know, uh, you kind of got to ease into the setting a little bit and they kind of showed you around and then the next day, um, then we got into it and okay, uh, yeah. So it was, you had a, like a day to just learn everything and get yeah. in there before you got in then. Yeah. So uh, obviously they were excited to see you. And that was a pretty quick adjustment period getting like you felt comfortable going into your first shift. Yeah, um, I did. So I've been doing this uh, a little over 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I work at the children's hospital now, but I spent um, the first eight plus years um, working at another uh, county hospital. It's pretty similar mm-hmm. uh, to that hospital. Um and so I'm, I'm used to the population. Uh, I've done trauma and all that stuff. So that, that experience is there. Um, the equipment that they use is all equipment I'm already familiar with. So okay. I felt, you know, pretty comfortable just jumping right in. Yeah. Just learning. That's the hardest part. Uh, I think going anywhere is, um, you know, where do they keep equipment mm-hmm. and uh, what's their you know processes for getting ridding of old equipment or you know that kind of stuff well from an average joe i would really just like to stop to thank you for doing that it i think it's really it's inspiring to me when people um have a specific skill set and they're willing to like stop their life and go help other people and i really think that that is it really shows too that there is still um a part of american culture that does care because uh, so often it feels like nobody does. Everyone's selfish. And so when we have someone like you come on, it's really inspiring to, to know that there are people out there that are willing to put the, you know their lives aside for a moment to help someone else they don't know. And so I, you know, for one, just want to say thank you for doing that. It makes me more comfortable to know that you might have been the person there for my mom if she was sick and they would have had enough staff to take better care of her. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's... Uh I can't really speak for everyone's motivation, but to me, it was pretty impressive to see, like for me, I have experience in like critical care, um, but there was people there who like psych nurses and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, or like, uh, 
skilled nursing facility, nursing home type, who are just jumping right in it too. And to me, that was even more impressive. So they were just, you know, like, hey, I can help. And that's, yeah. that's really cool. A lot of people really taking that time to just be there for others. Yeah. So what was the, what was it like the first day treating patients? Well, I mean, I don't, I think it was just a madhouse. I, I'd never seen anything like that. Um, you know, if, if you ever saw the show MASH, mm-hmm. way yep, back great in the show. Day, yep, you know, you would have the, you know, the sirens or whatever would go off and then the helicopters come in and there'd just be patients coming mm-hmm. uh, and everyone's just scrambling around, running around, trying to get everyone uh, taken care of. Um, it was like that, except for there was no breaks in between. Dang. So it was, they basically turned every square inch of the hospital into um, either an ICU bed or um, we call them step down type units, which is like, they're not quite sick enough to be in an ICU, but mm-hmm. they are uh, very critical where they could go either way. Okay. Um, and so you're just running around, um, just trying to do what you can. <laughs> so were you more of a clinger or a Hawkeye kind of a guy? Oh, definitely Hawkeye. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good. Not that there's anything wrong with a clinger type. I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, that's a mash reference. You look like. A- you I know, confused. I was literally like uh, 11 or 12 when the uh, last episode aired, so. <laughs> they do have uh, reruns. Didn't, <laughs> the- <laughs> Didn't the show last longer than the war? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It didn't stop till 1982, and, yeah, 81. Somewhere. And you were 12 in like 1943. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh. It feels that way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> High five for John pulling yeah. that zinger out on Juan. You know, you always bring the best guest. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And actually, for the first time in a long time, we brought a guest that's not bald. So that's for you, Juan. <laughs> Thank you. No, oh, Lenny wasn't bald. <laughs> and wh- what nationality? What? What? Nationality. <laughs> Is John? Yes. Oh, I'm mixed. Uh, my dad's from Guatemala, and then my mom is European. See, that explains it. That's why he's so handsome. Wait, is <laughs> European just a way of saying white? Yes. You can say white. <laughs> that's that's what we're gotten to. Well, well like her 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 dad is from like German ancestry, but then on the other side, like Irish, and yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. The whole time in the head, he's going. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, so I'm glad white. I went to college. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. So glad oh I completed that. So, how long were you there in in New York? And during the whole, you know, like on a daily basis, were you having patients pass away on you? Were was things pretty bleak, or did it look pretty normal? Like, what was that like mm-hmm. on a daily basis? Okay, so I was there for three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, and I worked um, every single day, so 28 straight days. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, and 
as far as seeing people die, uh, definitely every day. Um, I would say pre- three to five people a day. Wow. Uh, and that's just, and you I just worked in the ICU. So there's a whole hospital where people, you know, were dying. Uh, but yeah. Okay. How old were they? Like on average? Uh, older, like, you know, f- it's hard to tell because, you know, black don't crack. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> no, no, but they, oh were, my God. they were probably in their, I would say, 50s to 80s. Okay. Something like that. So middle age and then older people. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So nobody younger in like their twenties or thirties or forties. I didn't. I didn't see one. I know a couple like in their mid to late forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, I think, worldwide, not many. In, you know, young unless they have some other you know condition. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you posted a picture while you were there about the trucks being full. What was that like? Oh yeah. So that was um, the morgues can only hold so many dead bodies at one time, uh, and they have to be refrigerated to keep mm-hmm. them from decomposing. Uh, and I, I really don't, I don't know what the capacity is, mm-hmm. um, but they exceeded that by so much. They basically um, brought in like cold storage semi trucks. Mm-hmm. And that's where they were putting bodies. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so they might so, need those photos of those tattoos, man. How many of those deaths were directly like guaranteed COVID deaths? Like, like all of them, or was it like a pretty big portion? Um. So here's the thing. It depends how you define that. So uh, I know there's there's been a lot of talk uh, lately about how they're kind of skewing the the, the numbers, um, and maybe some of these people, even though they had COVID, COVID didn't really kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, but these people, they a lot of them died from um, things like sepsis mm-hmm. or. Um, you know, they had a stroke or whatever. But these these are conditions the patients already had. And then they, when they got they got sick with COVID, um, it basically um, exacerbated the those sicknesses, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you already have heart failure and then you get this on top of it, um, it gets really sick. You know, you get septic or then other organs start to fail, uh, and then you die. So technically, like it's not just COVID, but it, COVID is the reason they became so sick. Okay. So uh, what you're saying is like actively, a decent amount of these people had pre-existing conditions that just got aggravated. It just became too much for their bodies. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's that's I. I at least from like, it's so hard to tell. Like when you get the news, because you get everybody picks an extreme side of what they think is really happening. And from like gleaning all the different news sources and like 
you know, hearing other experts talk about the virus and what it actually does. That's kind of like what I thought personally. I was just like, okay, it sounds like to me, you're probably going to be okay unless you have something else that your body is already struggling to fight against. Yeah. You know? And so at least for, to me, that was good news, you know, because it's not like it's the black plague and two thirds of the world's going to die. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's really how it is. Uh, if you're a patient or whatever, a person who has pre-existing conditions, mm-hmm. you, you kind of always have to be on alert for, you know, the regular flu or, you know, whatever's going around. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Juan, pre-existing condition, man. You need to be more careful. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been out a lot. <laughs> but I think I had it early on because I did get real sick and had, like, yeah. all the symptoms. But, like, I got through it. And uh, but I- Yeah, I wish there was, like, cheat. Like, if they would just mail everyone a test. Like, I would want to take it because I similarly, like, very early on. Very early on, I had. Late December, early January. I, like, I got, like, a really bad cold. But that was, like, it lasted maybe a week. Mm. And it was, like, it wasn't even, like, that much I was, like, three weeks. But at the time, I knew a bunch of other people that had the same cough, the same, like, flu or whatever it was going around. But we all got, like, over it. And then right after that, um was when all of a sudden this stuff started coming out and I was like, that's kind of weird. But my mother had been sick with like symptoms very similar, like four months prior and had been hospitalized. And it was weird because it was the first time they isolated her completely for us to go visit her. I had to wear a full suit, Mm -hmm. but they never said anything about it. They just said she had a respiratory thing. This is probably a month or two before I heard anything about it. And uh, so I don't know if she had it really around. They just didn't know that's what it was, but they knew it was contagious, whatever it was, because they had us in full-on garb, man. And am I the only one, when Juan said he was wearing a full suit, mm-hmm. pictured the, that baby blue suit from Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a cane, a top hat, a suit. <laughs> that's what he means by a full suit. <laughs> it wasn't protective at all. I thought you were going to say full suit. I thought you were going to say something like Juan was just wearing an extra large condom. Oh, God. Is that enough to get his whole body? Part of it, anyway. (laughs) Never use them. (laughs) Never. (laughs) I think we can all agree that they are the worst. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, across the board, <laughs> we we agree on that. Yeah. Oh, this is the part where we include the single mothers, right? <laughs> hey, they wouldn't be single mothers if they didn't also hate condoms. That, that's right. It's true. <laughs> Just for the record, excellent point, Adam. I am I am hiding, ladies. <laughs> so, after how did the how did the three weeks go by? Was it, did it fly by because you were so busy? Did you, like, you obviously didn't get much chance to rest, so you, you didn't get to yeah. see much in New York. You just worked and then slept most of the time? Yeah. I, it, it did go by. It was so fast. Like, I got towards, like, four or five days uh, left, and mm-hmm. I was like, how was how this three weeks already? Because... Um, yeah, I would show up to work and then bust ass for 12 and a half hours. 
uh, get home, shower, eat, sleep. Wow. Yeah, that that's it. Did you feel like things improved during that time period, or was it still like in the real height of it? Yeah. So w- when I was there, it was when they had about a thousand people per day dying. Um, and when I left, I want to say it was sub five hundred, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely started to feel like it wasn't as crazy, like. People were still dying every day, but it wasn't like just the crazy turnover of this one's dead, and then you show up again, and there's two or three more patients in there, mm-hmm. and then you, you come back, and then two or three are dead, and it's, it seemed like it kind of stabled a little bit. Why do you think it was so much worse in New York than anywhere else? Well, I have a, a couple theories. Um, number one population uh density mm-hmm. um, so they were dumb people yeah a dense population super dense super gotcha. dense iq 38 yeah like that, on right? a good day yeah did that just <laughs> happen <laughs> uh juan's like where's the problem <laughs> <laughs> your mama sure cared about your education <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> Sorry, the old man took a second. I, <laughs> I I think another part of it is New York being so old. Mm-hmm. Uh, the buildings. My theory is that these buildings recycle air. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really old, uh, out outdated. You know, HVAC uh, system. So. If someone in a building gets it, it pro- probably circulates throughout the whole, the whole apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a guess. I don't. I don't know. But that seems pretty plausible to me. I mean, even if they, even if they have their own isolated like HVAC systems, if you're trap, you're going through your building, going down to check the mail, whatever. You're still in close proximity to so many other people. Yeah. So that right there makes it dangerous because. Even like you look, I've been, I went to New York a couple of years ago and then coming back here to Houston, we're very spread out. Homes aren't stacked on top of each other. You know, it's, I could see how the, just the population density in such a small area would cause that problem of, you know, how many people there are traveling public transportation? Houston's public tra- yeah. it, transportation is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It basically doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. you count the bus. <laughs> Yeah, the metro. Yeah. The light rail, biggest waste of money of all time. Yeah, let's put more money into that. Houston, they're they're on. going to. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is a shameful. Yeah, maybe you guys one day you'll copy our high speed rail to nowhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna go back to trolleys. That's what we need to do here in Houston. Uh, is the hyperloop is that going to San Francisco? San Francisco. We'll ask Elon, Elon Musk when he comes on. I, you know, call me crazy. Guy seems like uh, kind of a bullshit artist. <laughs> like, I feel like half of what he says is to just promote his company. Oh, I, and I none of it's based in reality. He's a very big thinker, for sure. Is he? Yeah. Is he, though? Yeah. I think 
he just writes a lot of checks with his mouth that reality can't uh, cash. Well, he did um, create an electric car with like, what is it? 500 miles range. Yeah. Did he? Mm -hmm. But did he? His company did. All right. (laughs) I saw some article the other day. It was like the million mile car is going to like. Oh, yeah. He invented a, or Tesla invented a new battery that's Mm going to bring more longevity to the batteries. So they theorized that their cars could last a million miles. Dude, I will will sign up for that shit. Oh, me too. Tomorrow. Yep. Same with self-driving cars. I cannot wait. I will be a crash test dummy. Can't wait to fuck (laughs) with those cars. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. Get smashed and I have to drive home. Smash it to me all you want. (laughs) Y'all watch that show on Amazon Prime called Upload? No, I've never seen it. Mm-mm. It's pretty good. That's but the okay. self-driving cars play a pretty big role in it. Cool. So <laughs> actually, uh, the second half of this podcast is going to be about white supremacy. All right. So let's do it. No. Yeah. Uh, Adam is a new KKK member. <laughs> I, I'm a late in life joiner. Yeah. <laughs> adopter. Uh, yeah. A late adopter. <laughs> I mean, he was born and raised in South Texas, so I'm not entirely surprised. And Houston is the most diverse city in America. It is. It, it definitely is. Yeah. It really, really is. Although... And my dating history is super diverse. That's what you claim. But yeah, I've never seen you with a woman. I didn't say there were women. <laughs> <laughs> or, or humans. I said diverse, didn't I? Yeah, but... Okay, I mean, I, no, guess, I, I guess sheep do count. <laughs> Dude, don't knock it until you try it. <laughs> Down on the farm. <laughs> okay, so um, any other thoughts on your time there in New York, John? Like, um, or was it all just pretty much a blur? Yeah, well, it was. A, it was definitely a blur. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Do you <laughs> like Blur, or are you more of an Oasis fan? Oh definitely gosh. Oasis. <laughs> Me too. Oasis is underrated. I mean, I guess it's probably not. Well, they not, were like, not in England. Yeah, they were like the new Beatles, yeah. but they're really good. They are very yeah. good. I saw Noel Gallagher uh, at Cynthia Woods in the mm-hmm. Woodlands. He sucked, uh, but they played with Smashing Pumpkins, Ooh. and he only played like three um, Oasis songs because he's a prick. Yeah. And he played all these, whatever, the flight of the whatever trash band he's in now. Yeah. And nobody wanted to hear it. And he even talked. He was kind of funny. Like he would say from the stage, "Like I know you guys don't want to hear this song." Wow. Like, but he did, he ended with Wonderwall, so that was pretty cool. He knows his audience then. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's why he's such a prick. Is he knew that we didn't want to hear it? And he's like, "I'm going to force this down your throat anyway." That's <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins played all hits. That was what was, oh, I'm sure was, it was awesome because they're notorious for not playing hits too. Like they're yeah. wanting to play like their new music and like. Yeah. Uh, b-sides and deep mm-hmm. cuts no like this tour it was all hits that's great awesome. so and they were awesome too yeah so for the second half of today's uh episode or i should say covid19 related episode uh we're gonna dive into the top covid19 conspiracy theories <laughs> and why juan's extended family believes in them <laughs> 
Uh, it's my wife's extended family. <laughs> hey, dude, you're mar- you married in. That's your family now. Oh, no, no. I love them, but... Uh, it's literally a TV show over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is I know from talking to you and your wife that actually they do listen to this podcast. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I never like go the on only conspiracy, <laughs> The only conspiracy, I'm not even saying conspiracy, but the only thing that makes me look sideways is that they don't give out the numbers of like the age, the average age very often. Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't you just, and then all these news articles that are like, they're so fantastical. The titles are like so doom and gloom. And then you read the article and it's like the whole point is like this getting better. Right. But the title will make you think like, oh, fuck, if I leave my house, I'm dead. Right. It's yeah. Like, the, often the article, like the headlines or the article title, it's all just clickbait. It's mm-hmm. there to get you to read the article. And then the article has very little, if no, usually nothing to do with what you clicked on to get to the link. And If you know, the masks work, it. man, why are we still having to be far apart? Like, yeah. I just think it's it's journalism in general. It is ridiculous that the writer can't pick the title. Like the editor picks the title of an article. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. No, it, it doesn't. Because it can completely bury the lead or like yeah. or completely confuse the, the reader. It's not fair to me. But So no. there's a guy that has like the job where it's like you just do the titles. Yeah. That can be about anything. And then like, oh, that'd be a great job for me. What would the title of this episode be? Title man. <laughs> I you started with that so much confidence, yeah, and then under delivered so poorly. <laughs> I was like, there was a weird, there was a weird pause in there because I thought yeah. was that too dark. But I mean, hey, at least you swing. I take care of an eighty-two-year-old mother, and it's very concerning, right? Because she's in that demographic of doom and gloom, right? Yeah. But at the same point, it's almost like it. it the other people out there that feel like, dude, there's natural selection in nature all the time. Like, why is it that that we as humans feel like we got to go against the grain? I know it sounds shitty to say, but there's probably other people thinking the same thing. Like, if it's not a risk to you, if you're younger, why are they forcing everyone who's productive in their 30s making money, doing all this stuff to have to stop when the risk really isn't for them? I know it may sound shitty to some people, but I mean. Well, in fairness, I'm in my 30s and I'm not productive at all. So that doesn't really cut. Uh, no, I was yeah. trying to help you kids out. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I wow. found you. I mean, it is true, Juan. You should see his house. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> I live uh, very uh, light. I travel light. I don't even know. <laughs> so, oh, wait, wait a second. I've seen just pictures of, like your apartment yeah. room. Yeah. And the guy walks around in his underwear when he's recording. Yeah. So, You're the, you and you people that can see me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Oh my God. <laughs> Piss jugs over here. <laughs> so back to the, you know, top COVID-19 conspiracy theories. Before we get into the conspiracy theories, I actually thought it was interesting because there's one like story and narrative that all the networks have picked up and I kind of made me think it's kind of plausible. But, you know, I mean, you could you have to judge it for yourself, I think. Um, I found that, you know, there's a large portion of news agencies now reporting that COVID was started by the Anunnaki and the Gorgons to eliminate yep. comics to yep. allow Adam a quicker road to success in the comedy game. Uh, however, when creating the virus, Medusa programmed the RNA of the virus incorrectly. And instead of targeting only comedians, it targeted everybody. Oh, that's so, factual. I'm glad that we mentioned that before we did win conspiracies. 
Because that's straight up fact. That, that, that's why I said, like, everywhere has been reporting that story. No. Like, I saw the documents. I have the documents. I have the documents. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is it odd that Adam just landed into this biz right as this happened? Yeah. yeah. It's podcast or I think horrible not. news. We're the only game in town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I almost dropped an Anunnaki reference earlier and a Gorgon reference. <laughs> I, I just stopped myself. I was in a Medusa, a Medusa reference. And I was like, wait, why am I going back to that well that has not ever worked? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, actually, the most popular conspiracy theory out there, also, in my opinion, one of the most ridiculous is that uh, fi- 5G is causing and spreading the coronavirus. And <laughs> I, I literally, I've had a few people... Tell me that they believe that this is what's happening. And I'm like, how, in the nicest way possible, I'm like, how are you so dumb? Well, have you seen the documents? (laughs) (laughs) There's a buddy of mine here in uh, Houston Comedy Mm -hmm. who is like obsessed with, uh, there's this Alex Jones there's like a rock, like a metal band mm-hmm. that just has that has like overdubbed Alex Jones like <laughs> I have to see ranting this. as though they're singing. <laughs> I have to see oh, this. I'll the link. It's hysterical. It's, like, it's on Spotify. It's yeah. all it's all over the place. But I'll find the links. I'll they're find the turning the frogs gay. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> Sick of it, dude. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like I will just. Sometimes I'll listen to him just to see like how crazy he's gonna get. Like, yeah, it, it's maybe that's the gateway drug to getting into like a crazy conspiracy theory mindset. But he is entertaining. He is no very denying entertaining. that. Yeah, he's, and I he just that, and he just does it like with no notes, like all day. Yeah, just talking for hours on end. But he's clearly not good right. for discourse. But it is crazy how they they've kind of silenced him like i don't i really don't like how youtube twitter right. and all that stuff they're picking sides oh, look, uh, is he doing any, any like incitement to violence uh, not that i've heard or, no but it, and the fact that they're picking winners and losers that that you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to be like that's kind of fucked up it, it is like it, it in the what's in, next no country exactly <laughs> exactly that's my we concern. are the next target yeah we are <laughs> eventually yeah but like it's because like uh, someone was telling me like, oh, it's a uh, government censorship. And I was like, technically, it's not government censorship because they're private companies and they're saying what they will and will not allow on their, you know, their network or their platform or whatever. And I was like, they do legally have that right to say we won't allow this. But at the same time, to me, it seems very controversial and unprofessional to do that. Like, you know, they they locked they like Facebook got rid of everything on David Icke. So did uh youtube and uh, one of the other big you know tech platforms they did too and like as much as i can't stand david ike's rantings i was kind of sad because i was like you know they were like oh this is dangerous and i was like it's not really dangerous like people are allowed to have at least in our country people are allowed to have you know crazy wild opinions Mm -hmm. i I think that's fair i think that's right you know i don't i think the people that believe some of these conspiracy theories I think that they're, I just can't understand and fathom why they would believe it. Because to me, it seems completely illogical and it makes no sense. And it's not based in any sort of reality or fact. I've had over the past month, there's been one person that I know that has consistently tried to convince me of all his QAnon, BS, conspiracy theories, and tons of stuff about Corona. And not once has he had one credible thing to share with me. 
And every time he comes with something, I have something simple and logical to refute it. And I told him, I said, if you can find me one thing that's plausible, I'll listen to it. But he hasn't been able to. And that's the... But the thing is, is like these conspiracy theorists have these self-sealing logic loops. So they're just absolutely convinced of this so much, you're never going to convince them of the truth because Mm -hmm. they're so determined to believe, you know, whatever it is that they believe because they feel persecuted or they feel like, oh, the government's out to get us or the deep state or whatever. But like the 5G spreading the virus thing, the only thing that I've heard of in regards to these conspiracy theories that I think actually was potentially dangerous was when in the UK, there was a group of people that lit 5G towers on fire. And then David Icke said, more people should step up and do this. That is dangerous. I would have been for them taking that video down, but not any other ones because, you know, like people should be allowed to, yeah, people should be allowed to voice their opinion and voice their beliefs, even if it's absurd, you know, even if it's like, you know, I'd rather know what the crazies are saying exactly than like let them be doing their crazy shit on the background, right? Because sunlight's the best disinfectant, right? When you like when they took down David Icke's stuff, that only added more fuel to the fire. Then people only believed him more because then he's like, oh, it's the deep state trying to silence me. That only brings more people to his side. Mm-hmm. If you let him act and sound crazy, and maybe if he says something really actually dangerous, like, hey, let's set more fires to these towers, which could potentially injure people and is actually destructive, you know, like taking down one video as opposed to everything is a lot more balanced, in my opinion. You know what I do, man? What? I go up to the special gas station I always go to, and I go to pump one because pump one doesn't shut off when it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So it always overflows. Then I make sure as I'm putting in my 36 gallons of diesel. What the fuck are we talking about right now? <laughs> How do we get a David from David? Make I- sure that I make a phone call because I'm always trying to weed out those people that flip out when you talk on a cell phone. When yeah. You're pumping gas. Well, it takes like five minutes for me to fill that thing. So I just stand there on the phone the whole time just waiting to flush one out. It's worked a couple times. What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> is, he, is he stroking out right now? I think he is. You've seen strokes, John. What are we, what are we doing with here? 5G. I'm saying, like, I literally take my phone out right next to the gas pump. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was an aspect of it. <laughs> There's a little logic based in that. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because there are, I have met a couple of people that say it's dangerous to use your cell phone while you're pumping gas. I actually had, when I lived in Michigan, I had someone shut off the pump while I was sitting in my car on the phone. And I went into the attendant and I was like, why did you shut off the pump? And she goes, well, you were on your cell phone not paying attention to while you were pumping gas. And I was like, what? What well, are you talking that's about? That's technically true. Like, because if you like work in a refinery, because I used to work at, I used to work at AT&T, mm-hmm. like right out of college, you work in certain refineries, you have to have a special kind of phone that doesn't give off like a certain kind of charge because you can spark stuff from that. That's, I don't know how likely it is. It's probably infinitesimal. One in 20 trillion still, probably. I'm not trying to get blown up. Yeah, but I, I have I bet you, you ever heard of that actually happening? I mean, they had to have them at like all these refineries. Oh, I believe it. But have you ever heard of that actually happening? They've been all over the news. I've never seen. One. I'm not saying it's likely. Huh? I've never seen one. I've never seen a video. I've never seen. Yeah, neither have I. Well, that's what I'm saying. That sounds like somebody's like, I've never seen a video of landing on the moon. Oh, I've never actually seen it. Is that the proof? (laughs) I'm not going to argue with scientists like, hey, you probably shouldn't be on your phone next to it. Or or like, what's the other one? Um, 
don't smoke a cigarette at a gas pump. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems way more logical. Like, right. But still, like, how have you ever seen somebody smoke? I've seen a lot of people smoke. Oh, I see tons of people smoking while uh, they're pumping gas. Yeah, I've never seen it in a I've fire. I've tried to light it before with a cigarette. It's pretty difficult. I had a fire. I got my engine was caught fire at a gas station mm-hmm. when I was, like, next to a pump, and it still didn't have an explosion. Yeah. Not saying that you should go around doing it. No, but it's, I mean, I, I understand, like, I would, a uh, cigarette, open flame, that's way more dangerous, but yeah. That's just like, you know, I mean, I understand being cautious, but there's limits to being overly cautious, I think, or there should be. Like, you can't. Like condoms. Exactly. You can't. It's certain things are not acceptable. <laughs> exactly. They're you, trash. You can't, I, I don't, in my personal opinion, I think the On safety condoms? culture. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the safety culture at times goes way too far. Like you cannot have a perfectly safe life without risk. There's an inherent risk involved in life. Like th- th- I've made the same argument many times. People have, you know, especially on the internet, everyone's to get on Facebook and voice their opinion, which is fine. I, I hate Facebook for the reason that everyone just argues on it. But as people have been like, oh, well, we need to just keep everything shut down because there's too much risk involved with, you know, going back to work and all that. And I'm like, yeah, but you'll get in your car to go to Kroger every day to go buy whatever it is that you want. And every time you get in your car, you're actually taking your life. You're taking a risk because cars are dangerous. And people are like, oh, no, no, it's not, not that risky. And I'm like, I've known four people who've died in car accidents. So it is like four people that I know personally. Yet I still will drive a car even though knowing that I could potentially be killed. Like, there's no guarantee that I'm going to get to my destination. But it's just a risk that everybody's gotten used to because you're in your car all the time. Look, do we want to cure the, the Social Security problem or not? <laughs> <laughs> More driver's licenses for the elderly! Yes! <laughs> so we need to have, like, a, a, a make-out uh, A make-out session? Yeah, for just spread this thing as far... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> going to hell were you pro- giving me a proposition Adam no hell no you're not old enough <laughs> I'm trying to ret- I'm, not try- I'm trying to be able to retire at some age you know called herd immunity <laughs> it is interesting like, it is interesting it is interesting to, like, to think about like, I'm jo- obviously I'm joking about that but like yeah. it is interesting to think about like just the debt that we're piling on right now right. how is this is America is the whole it's not just America too it's like the whole world is nobody's operating at a hundred percent. Like how is the whole world going to pay for all this? It's just, just going to be like a, a one point. People just be like, all right, fuck that. We're yeah. going to wipe the slate clean, like fight club or like what, what's, what's going to give somebody's going to pay for this. Right. Exactly. You can't just, you know, Hopefully give away it's my money. children and I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's this? What's the solution? Has that ever happened to where like, a country who was just so far in debt, it was like, oh fuck! It. Like, what happened to Germany? Like, Germany after World War One, and I'm assuming after World War Two, mm-hmm. were in insane amounts of debt, and they're somehow killing it right now. Like, how long did it take them to to dig out of that? And did they have like some kind of default at one point? I'm I don't know exactly. That's something I do know that like after World War One, they it was like t- ten years or so where it was just like economic failure and lots mm-hmm. of problems that's what led to the world war ii basically. yeah and that's what led to world war ii but it didn't i don't re- i didn't i need to go look into more detail to figure out exactly how they i don't remember how they got out of it exactly um i would for some reason i'm thinking i can't don't hold me to this pretzels exactly it was 100 percent pretzels <laughs> with mustard that's yeah, exactly what that's it was stuff. without yeah. sounding more ignorant than i normally do i do have a question for you guys <sighs> Okay, bring it. I'm taking a deep breath real quick. I literally have been avoiding the news like the plague. 
Yeah, same. I heard that the U.S. government revealed that aliens are real. Actually, I'm glad you brought this up. I heard the same. I didn't look into it at all. Are you serious? Yeah, I didn't look into it at all. I heard the same thing. Like, from people who are like, yeah, just casually. I'm like, how is this not a big deal? So, what I heard was not not exactly that. So, there was um, supposedly a sighting of a UFO. And I think mm-hmm. there's video of it. Mm-hmm. And they confirm that that video is real. Mm-hmm. But they don't know what it is. It's, it's another grainy video where you can't tell what it is. It's something in the air. That's all it is. And they said the video is real. It doesn't mean anything to me. I've seen the video. It's another one. To, it's, it's, to me, it I just seems it was like, like they had a body or something. No, they don't have anything. You know, they're like, oh, it was a naval pilot and he saw this thing and he couldn't, they couldn't figure out what it was. You know? Okay. Like so that, then I'm it, glad I didn't look into it. No, it's, it's, there's nothing really to it. Like all the UFO, like nuts, they're eating it up saying that it's proof. It's not proof. Once again, like we talked about earlier, the headline and then the article are two different things. It's the same kind of thing. But could it be proof? Of the Anunnaki, which uh, stands for like the sky people. Well, it could be, although I think it's more likely that Medusa is coming back and she's pissed. Well, first off, Medusa can't come back because she was the one mortal Gorgon. If you actually oh, looked into it. Oh, that's what you think. No, but yes, you get her head cut off by um, yeah. Perseus. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that story was sensational, sensationalized, and it didn't really happen that way. Wait, you're telling me the ancient Greeks made shit up? Yeah. That was a total cover up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, have the, do you have the documents? I have the documents. <laughs> I've been Homer, Homer's full of shit. I got the documents. <laughs> I'm still uh, stuck on the UFO, UFO going like, or maybe it's like you had 10 drinks at the bar and some Molly, and it's like that number five girl. Then you don't really remember what happened the next day. And you're like, did she really exist or did she not exist? I don't know. That's what's kind of going through my head. <laughs> I, to- I totally relate. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this Molly girl that you're talking about? <laughs> Juan's best friend, apparently. <laughs> Would you be more surprised to find out that aliens exist or that 5G legit did cause uh, I'd be more COVID? surprised 5G. Yeah, because I think, personally, and like in, not because of any conspiracy, I just think surely on math, yeah. there has to be some other yeah. life form out in, in yeah. Yeah. this infinite space. And like I said, I'm not saying it's I I would think by the numbers there are some just as intelligent as us. Yeah. But like I think that's an easier argument than that being said, I know nothing about 5G. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Is it 5G related? No, definitely not. Can we can we no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I want I want to get your opinion on simulation theory. Oh, yes. It's a possibility. Yes. I have to get I'd this out. I'm sorry. Pro, pro or, so or I referenced I Molly no, in but, that last comment. And it blew right past you, which means you guys really live clean lifestyles. So I made a drug reference and it passed right. We know what Molly we know is. What Molly is. We know that's how you got married. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I miss. I wish people could see your sunglasses and 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 know that. Of course, we assume everything you say is filtered through some kind of drug lens. <laughs> <laughs> we, of course, we didn't miss that. Wow, I felt so alone there for a minute. <laughs> no, dude. No. We're, we're used to your uh, drug-induced shenanigans. Have you tried, Molly? Myself, personally? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Sucked. Is it good? No, didn't like it. Didn't care for it? Nope. 
Well, kind of nauseous and sleepy. It's hard to hear that. It's hard to hear that. But simulation theory. Yes. I'd say uh, it's completely plausible. Like if uh, everything I've heard, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. But I don't think it's the most likely option. Is it possible? Sure. Because like, have you watched uh, Black Mirror? Oh yeah, oh, I love that. Show. Love that show. And they had that that episode. Uh, was it Hang the DJ? Mm-hmm. And that's all, that whole dating thing was just like a, like a dating app. Yeah. yeah. Fucking killer. Yeah, that's I think it's completely plausible. What about yeah. the theory, Mark, where they assume that it was on purpose to show like some kind of a military dominance from. Yeah, that that's on here, too. There's actually two military themed ones. Um, there's theory number. Hold on. Theory number four was, was that COVID was created to be a biological weapon. Yeah, you know that was one of them, and then number five is similar. Uh, there's a conspiracy theory out there that the U.S. military imported the virus into China to disrupt the Chinese government and their economy, which it seems incredibly stupid to me. Like you throw a contagion into another country in a world where everybody there's constant flights traveling from continent to continent all the time. Like you think that you're going to be okay with that? That that doesn't make any sense to me. You know. You know, on that same vein, you know what really annoys me? Like, mm. I want to yell at my TV is like, they'll have these things where, like, because they'll say, like, because, you know, obviously Trump is big, like, this probably came from the Wuhan lab. Right. And then everyone else is like, there's no evidence it came from this lab. But you listen to how they say it every single time. They're like, there's no proof that this was a man made virus or this was a manipulated virus that came from here. But they never say this. There's no proof that this was a virus that they were studying that came mm-hmm. from n- nature right. that then got leaked. Right. They never say that. Mm-hmm. I think if there's any conspiracy, that would be the most likely, like the most plausible, right? They yeah. were studying it and it somehow it escaped. Yeah, which I, and like and that shouldn't be something that the whole world should jump down their throats for because they're trying to find cures for this exactly. stuff. Exactly. And it if it leaked in any way, like as long as they didn't manufacture this to make it some kind of bioweapon, which I think is astronomically low possibility, then it's not like other countries should be like criminalizing what they did. I mean, obviously you should have crazy good safety standards, Yeah, but like, it's not like, and it's everything that's happened since then, the, the, they locked down, they didn't give any information. Nobody could come in and check stuff. I'm pretty positive. It came from that lab. Like if I, if you were to put a gun to my head and say, Hey, did it come from this wet market? Or to come from this lab, I'm like lab 100. percent uh, But I don't think it was malicious, or I don't, I don't think it was probably they didn't create it. They're probably studying it, and yeah. it got out. If it was going like, to be malicious, we have a higher like kill that. percentage than two percent. You know, if you were going to go in and use it as a weapon, you're not going to pick something that barely kills anyone, and certainly not just the elderly. You want <laughs> something that can whack a 20 year old. They're going to well, be the ones fighting you. And uh, I just think that that's the most logical right. It's, explanation. Were, something they were studying somehow got out. Yeah, that's no. That's out of all the like conspiracy theories on the list. To me, that's the one that you know. It's it's number three. The virus escaped from a Chinese lab. You know, however, is whatever escaped is you know it's you know somebody somebody had some sort of you know oversight or they overlooked something and it got out. Some safety check went incomplete and you know they took it home with them or whatever. That's the most plausible one to me. You know, 5G is the most implausible one because cell phones can't carry viruses. I mean, come on. Uh, Number two is actually the one Adam believes the most, whether, you know, 
contradictory to his previous statement. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's all because of Bill Gates and he's spreading the virus so he can make billions off the vaccine. No, I remember. I think I talked about this on one of the podcasts. Like I, I, I jokingly said this very early on because remember I talked about like he's he did this. He's gonna run for president. All yeah. that stuff. Um, he was on top of this. Like you see his TED talk from like five years ago. Yeah, and he's been on this. Uh, virology shit for like 10 years yeah and he's done a lot of great things and cured a lot of stuff but the fact that he's like was so on top of this he even said like a uh a certain kind of flu mm-hmm. was gonna it's we're due to have one of these and yeah, the but fact i mean that, the simpsons got that right yeah the simpsons also got uh trump running for president going down the escalator <laughs> right simpsons been right about a lot of stuff but um i don't know it's just it's like i said i, I don't think that he did anything but it is kind of eerie it i mean it is kind of eerie but then at the same time like like there there were a lot of like there was a there was several other books like michael osterholm he's a virologist and he wrote a book several years ago about how you know he had been studying sars and mers and he was saying hey you know he's like in the next you know 10 years or so he's like there's probably going to be some sort of big outbreak from you know this family of viruses he said it's just a sheer fact of numbers he's like new diseases are going to develop he's like we can't protect you know from there ever becoming new diseases it's going to happen look at history and yet no one is going around saying he released this and he started it he's just another scientist that was trying to warn people ahead of time and nobody listened to him well bill and that's what's hysterical about bill gates too and like what he's been talking about recently is he said something about like the testing method or tracking right. method right and like he's got into that chipping people and yeah his id was, 2020 thing yeah and i was like oh this is going to cause oh yeah super religious people to freak the fuck out and my mom even sent me a video about like this number of the beast thing i'm like oh god mom and on <laughs> facebook but the people are religious people are gonna freak out about this yeah that ever happens i know i know Anything several like people that. who have the thing is, is which that- i've been preaching for chips i've been preaching the good word of chips for a solid five ten years now mm-hmm. I, would, I would sign up for it tomorrow there was a guy i met probably 15 years ago he was saying 15 years ago, he was saying how he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm sure in the next, you know, he said before my lifetime is up, he said, I'm sure they're going to, you know, be some sort of microchip thing. He said, because it only makes sense. He's like, he said, I don't understand why they haven't done it yet. He said, it would kill the drug trade immediately. He said, if you go to a cashless society, he's like, then you have control. Now the, the concern about also that, kill crime. it would kill crime too. Now I understand the reasoning behind that. And I do understand the concern too, because on the flip side, if you have everybody microchipped, somebody who doesn't like, you know, somebody else, if they have a position of power, they can just eliminate someone's accessibility to their legal documents or their finances. True. So I do see the, the bad side of it. It's not like it's this benevolent thing that's foolproof and, you know, I mean, humans it's are next fallible step. people. It's the next step. It is a next step. Like, I see it as something inevitable. It's going to happen whether people like it or not, because that's just the way technology in the world is progressing. Whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. Yeah, the Anunnaki already told us (laughs) that once we get chips, (laughs) we'll prove that we're evolved enough to join the rest of space society, Mm -hmm. and we can get our space cash. And then we can fight the space lizards! Yes! The reptilians are real people. You look into Hillary's eyes. 
I'm kidding. I'm I've kidding. got the documents. He's got the documents. <laughs> Bye, single mothers. Goodbye. Pizza gate. I'm telling you, just look into it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, we've gone through one through five. Uh, number six, I found was really interesting was that there's a group of people out there right now that think that the virus comes from GMOs in food. Hmm. Um, why? Yeah. The, the, see, that's the thing. There is no why. It's just these people that are vegan and against GMOs. And I do like GMOs are not the healthiest thing, obviously. But are, they're acting like. Do it's you some have sort. some kind of documents that back that up? No, nobody has any documents. That's the exactly. Thing. So that's the other one I think is funny. Uh, number six, number seven actually is the COVID doesn't exist and everybody's faking it. It's just this whole big deception that the media is blowing out of proportion, that nobody's ever been sick, and all the death certificates are fake, and nobody actually died, which was a big reason I wanted to have John on the show, because yeah. John... You wanted to ask him? Well, no, because John <laughs> firsthand has witnessed this. Yeah, it's actually interesting, because I got uh, messages while I was there, because uh, there were all these articles saying, oh, no, the hospitals are empty... Is nothing's going on. Yeah. So. Mark, did you bring this deep state shill into my apartment? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, precisely. I'm We're going to have part of a big ritual hospital. later with you, Adam, <laughs> exactly. to initiate you. Oh, my God. But uh, what was I going to say? Um, fuck. Like, people are into some weird conspiracies, man. Right. And, and it's just unfalsifiable claims are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I've told many people, like the whole, like one of my friends, quote friends, sent me this link uh, a couple weeks ago. It was the trailer for that pandemic video. I never watched it. <laughs> so out of sheer curiosity and the fact that I wanted to laugh, I watched like the first five minutes of it. And the two minutes in, my brain was starting to hurt. And it was getting frustrated. Because you're getting too much of the truth? No. Like, they couldn't even introduce the conspiracy theory lady that it's about without telling you that it's all bullshit. Like, the way they're like, oh, she's been oppressed her whole life, and she was falsely imprisoned. And, like, all of this, like, she's a most reputable person in, you know, this or that. And it's like, but according to who? Like, they don't have any statements or facts to back up their claims but well, you, could you know that from the lady both sides the lady who made that uh-huh she she actually um she's an anti-vaxxer yeah and she had a, a she got basically censored for her a, a false study with right. made-up data yeah and then when they asked her to recreate the data she couldn't even recreate it yeah and so she's just full of it but yet now there's the, the, the thing has gone viral. There's like, it's got millions and millions of views. And just after like two minutes, I was like, how can anybody believe this? But the thing is, is it's the way, like, just look even at the, the title, Plandemic. It's a good title. It's, it's a good title if you're into <laughs> conspiracies, because all of these conspiracy theories have these like catchy little things. Just by like the the name of it or how it's worded, you can tell very easily. 
And then the way it like tries to get you to feel like, oh, someone, everybody's out to get you. The government's out to get you. The deep state is out to get you. And there's this whole big thing. Like, and she even contradicts herself in the video. She says like, oh, the virus comes from A. But then a couple of minutes later in the, the video, she says the virus actually comes from B. And I was like, well, which is it? All right, Mark, be honest. You what? watched the whole thing, didn't you? No, I watched the clips that refute it. Cause then a, a oh, so just the one side. Okay, real fair and balanced. Yeah, because this lady's nuts. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. Like, I don't know where I heard it, but it was interesting because there is some... I can't remember what, doc, what the title of the document is. Right. But there is something out there as like way to take down a capitalist society. Yeah. So you have to do all these things. And like a lot of those things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like... If there was like a conspiracy angle to have about COVID, which I don't think there really is, mm-hmm. um, that would be the angle. It's like this was just the next step in completely shattering capitalism because it did bring every industrial society to its knees. Yeah. Like, like it's trillions of dollars that are yeah. unsustainable debt that if you were to say like if you're like a poor country that was trying to like just ruin Mm-hmm. America or capitalism that they basically killed it right. with this. I mean, no, it's like, it but is again, true. I think it's pretty far fetched. I, I do it's not think a it's conspiracy, right? Then what's, then what's the simple truth? What? This, I mean, like if there's just not a conspiracy, then what is the truth? That's what's so annoying. There wouldn't be as many conspiracy theories as there are. If the news wasn't complete shit, exactly, it's so garbage. It's uh, it's frustrating. It's it's irresponsible. Yes. It's unethical. Well, because they they come on every day and they talk like they're an authority, right. but they don't even know what they're talking about, and so they just say different things every day as they sort of learn more. But they say it from like a a spot of authority, right? Right. Like we we like we'll tell you things, but. Honestly, like the only things we really know a lot about are how to make shitty jokes. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we're experts at that. Yeah. So, like, you know, like when I even the last time we did a COVID episode, you know, I said the same thing before I say it again. We aren't the experts in this. I wanted to get like someone who works in the medical field onto the show to talk about it. So I got John. John, even, you know, John has even said it already in this episode. He's not the expert in anything, he's just an expert in what he does. You know, so like he said, he even had a theory about why it spread so quickly in, you know, New York. That's a theory. It's not he's not he's sitting here saying it's fact. But that is what a large portion of the media is doing. Like if you look into there, okay, there's an extreme white right wing uh, newspaper or news source called the Epic Times. Real subtle. The white is the right. Okay. Yeah. Really? really And so these people are actually associated with a cult. Look into it. White cult? Yes. So they have been labeling this the CCC, the Chinese Communist Party virus. And they have a whole one hour video about it and a whole newspaper article and a timeline, a magazine and everything. They're pushing really hard that China did this on purpose to ruin the world. And because of the protests in Hong Kong, protesting capitalism, China was just trying to. And so I know people who've read those articles or seen those uh, video there, that video. And they're like, oh, well, this is 100 percent fact. I'm like, it's not fact. It's some extreme people with extreme views that are telling this. It, it like is on one sense is the fact that an oppressive government machine would want to stop people protesting the government 
from doing it? Yes, they're going to want to do it. They're going to try and stop people from protesting. Does that mean they're going to try and like, release a virus and then kill hundreds of thousands of people worldwide? Not likely. Not likely. But you know what's also crazy is what they're doing right now. Like they're taking over Hong Kong again. Like yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're just going in their bull. Like they're, while the rest of the world is distracted. Right. Uh, they're just going in and bullying their way through all that shit. China, but see, the interesting thing is China has been doing stuff like that for years. If you pretty, look into a China, country. China has been very aggressive in expanding their territory. They've been trying to take Taiwan back for years. And then in the South China Sea, they've been building islands. They've been like transporting yeah. dirt, building islands and saying, hey, this is part of China now. So they can have the oil rights. So they can have the oil rights. So like they've always been like that. They just they're very opportunistic when they want something. They just take over and do stuff as much as they can. So it's not it's not like now that the coronavirus thing has happened that all of a sudden they're doing nefarious things. No, it's like, no, they've been they, like most governments. They see something they can do to take power away from the people to for their advantage for the people in power. They do it. America does it. Every every government on Earth does it. Yeah, but we don't cancel South Park because <laughs> they make fun of Trump. They have oh, like seasons yeah. dedicated to it. Yeah. They have one episode about uh, China. They're banned in China now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it it's is. Like, but this is 2020, and this is still happening. Do you yeah, guys but- think though that this is a case of like the truth not being filtered to the media, or the media just is just making? I think yeah. I think that's a big factor too. Is like like I don't make. I don't think the expert of all experts are necessarily eager, especially if you're like American experts, Chinese experts, or different countries, they're out to look out for number one. Right. So they're not looking to broadcast the, the, the greatest and best solution because they are trying to stay on top of everybody else. Right. Well, look at, okay, just for a simple example, look at how the 24 hour news cycle is set up in America. It's first of all, it's a 24 hour cycle, which is terrible. We, you, that's big problem. Number one, people Huge don't problem. need news 24 seven because you just hear the same thing. Like, okay, here's the one thing I also know. It gives them an incentive to make up bullshit. Right. It gives them an incentive to stretch the truth or make up stuff because you want to keep people, the advertisers pay. And so they want to keep getting that advertiser money for the commercial breaks. So they got to keep people tuned in. Breaking so whenever, news. Exactly. So whenever, something big happens like a school shooting a murder a car crash a police chase they blow it up they put it out on social media so they can get people to tune in so they can you know their advertisers will spend more money because their numbers are going up so then when something like this happens like the coronavirus they're trying to capitalize it on best they can they're like man everybody's stuck at home now so let's keep them tuned in to our channel yeah it's and been good for news it's yeah been it's great for ratings it's been great for their ratings and like I've still been working. I've still been able to work and I've still been living life as normal, going and meeting people and everybody where, everywhere I go, they're watching the news and mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, did you see this news? And you know, did you see this? Did you hear this story? And I'm like, no, well, why not? Do you watch the news? And I say, I, I don't watch the news. I look online enough to keep myself informed, but I don't get stuck in the cycle. I said, because I noticed that if I do that, I become depressed or discouraged because it's nothing positive. Yeah. It, it's meant to bring you down and it's meant to keep you afraid. And then if you're afraid, you're going to tune in more because you're scared of, oh, what's going to happen next? So if you're on the edge of your seat waiting for the next terrible thing to happen, you're stuck in the loop. And these people know this. So what's the solution? Turn off the news. Turn off the news. Stop feeding into what they want, which gets them the money. Like these newscasters make insane wages. And they just sit there. 
and talk and just like, or when they get the panels up and it's like six people on, you know, six different screens, like a zoom like thing, like all they're doing is yelling at each other. It's not, there's like, Oh, it's a debate. It's not a debate. It's just six people yelling at each other. I just wish there was some way of legitimately fact checking people. Right. And actually one thing I, w- okay. Everyone's I, so biased nowadays. It, that's the dangerous thing. Everybody is so biased. Now I heard, of, I'm going to tell you this in complete transparency and honesty. I recently, just a couple of days ago, heard about a website called Reason.com, and it's supposed to be like an unbiased website, and they're supposed to tell you something from the extreme left, the extreme right, and something in the middle, so you then you can decide. You know, they tell you, find similar articles. Mm-hmm. I have n- I've briefly looked at it. I did not have have not had enough time to really look into it and see if I feel like it's a good thing. I like the premise and idea of that. To be able to like look at many different sides of the same topic, because mm-hmm. I feel like you would get a more broader view of okay, the extreme right news source says this, the extreme news source says it this way, and the one down the middle says it this way. So the truth is somewhere here in this area. Mm-hmm. I like that idea, but I'm still going to be honest and say I'm not going to 100 go. I'm going to get all my news from this source because they could very easily be having some sort of slant or agenda to it mm-hmm. because everybody has an agenda. Especially right. when money's involved. A hundred percent. Yeah. You, ha- you almost have to. Yeah. Man, and because you have to get people to tune in. That's the, that's the tricky thing. And that's really where the problem, at least in my opinion, comes from. It's just from, you know, oh, greed. We have to justify our network. We have to just, I, I think it would help out a lot if the news had set times during the day, like when I was growing up, of where it was just, you know, you had your noon news, your six o'clock news, and your 10 or 11 o'clock news. Yeah. Norm MacDonald has a bit about it. It's actually so spot on. He's like, there's about an hour's worth of worthy news a day. Right. And he's like, that's how you should do it. And that was about right. Yeah. And now it's a bunch of just bullshit. Um, yeah. And he's 100% correct. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just a shame. And I don't know how, how you can solve it. But I'm more concerned. Well, I mean, that's a huge yeah. uh, societal problem. It's propaganda is what it is. I'm very curious to see what the long-term ramifications are going to be like. For capitalism, mm-hmm. like I, this could, of all the things that happen in in our lifetime or our, fa- our parents' lifetime, this is the one thing that's like this could legit change things. Yeah, it it really could. There was already a lot of anti-capitalists coming in America because they're think like, think if Bernie was still in the race right now, right? When or even Andrew Yang, right? If we're still in the race right now. This the whole presidential race would be completely different right now. Yeah, it would be completely like, different. And uh, the ba- the what's the basic income? Right. Like just that alone would have kept Andrew, Andrew Yang in the race. Right. Because we were like, yeah, we just thirty million people just lost their jobs. Yeah. It's like forty four million now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But I mean, we're really in a in the danger for entering a new Great Depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a real possibility. Yeah. Well, luckily we have Zoloft. Yeah. Hope I get my whole theater done in time. Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> he looks so disappointed at that joke. <laughs> in fairness, it was a bad joke. It was. It was a, such a disappointing joke. <laughs> it was bad. I, but, I just proven that we're experts in these bad jokes. That is true. And actually, you know what? Like, I may roll my eyes at it, but I mean, it. I do love these jokes. I mean, yeah. come on. That's we do terrible. You jokes gotta laugh to keep him from crying. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's true. So uh, number eight on the you know ridiculous coronavirus conspiracy theories uh, is the deep state released the virus to take over the world. I touched on that before. 
I know several people who before this were seemed to me pretty rational and logical people. And they're now full bore, like deep state believers. They're like, like new world order stuff. Yeah. They're doing a real shitty job of it. then. Yeah. But see the thing about the whole, like I told somebody who like presented it to me like, Oh, it's real Mark. Look, here's all this proof. And I've said the same thing. And they, I asked them, I said, why are they doing this? They're doing this to, you know, like wipe out the world population. And I'm like, okay. Um, the population is still growing exponentially. Pete, where the Earth is, is not, it? The Earth is not. The Earth is not getting any bigger. Like I don't buy any of this uh, population freak out. I'm not even close. I think there's some truth to it. With the way that science uh, grows exponentially, we're going to be able to feed 30 billion people no. by the time that it's ever a problem. I think. Plus, I don't think. I think. I think the population is going down like the, cause all industrialized societies, mm-hmm. like first world societies, all their populations are like plummeting. Third world countries are still have these crazy booms, yeah. booms except for China. Cause they're one child policy, yeah. but um, that's definitely going down. Plus like the, the way technology works, it explodes. It happens exponentially. So what we, we, the amount of food we've been able to crank out just in like in the last hundred years compared to the first however many millions or thousands, whatever you want to subscribe to, billions, is astronomical. And that's going to happen again in the next hundred years. So like vertical farming or whatever. Like, Soylent green. Soylent green. Uh, sign me up. <laughs> I will eat people. That solves your social security problem too. I actually used to like, I love asking hypothetical questions. Yeah. And that was one of them. It's like, if you could, if you were like this benevolent, uh, God, you'd have to be a God for the scenario to work to where you could say overnight, um, no one will ever go hungry ever again. Yeah. No one will ever starve ever again. But it's because we found this food, the super good food source is people when they die. Mm-hmm. nobody's killing anybody for it mm-hmm. but whenever they die it gets turned into food would you allow that to happen you've already asked me this question and what did you say i don't remember actually I, yeah this was several months ago i'd do it I, I i can understand that that you know reasoning there and all that oh that's right yeah and your 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 rationale was like well if we don't let some people die the population's gonna explode mm-hmm and I was like, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> you probably put COVID too. <laughs> yep. Number nine was uh, COVID was released by the big pharmaceutical companies so they can make extra money off the vaccine. Big pharma, huh? Yeah. They are pretty fucking evil. They are, but to release something, I mean, they aren't making enough money already. Well, I don't think they release it, but I think what they do is they hype it up. Yeah. They press because, you know, the, the biggest uh, advertiser for these shows is pharmaceutical companies. Right. Mm-hmm. Pfizer, uh, all of mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, you know, if it's something they think they can get a vaccine for relatively easily, mm-hmm. why not hype it up? And then they make billions of dollars off of it. Yeah, They're taking advantage of the situation, in my, you know, in my opinion, at least what I think. Uh, number 10, uh, John may have some input on this. Uh, COVID death rates are false and inflated just to scare people. I think that's both true and not true. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think they're, uh, inflated purposefully. I think that the numbers that we're seeing are falsely or or incorrectly high Mm -hmm. because I bet you there's a ton more people that have infected 
than we know of. Right. So we know of an X number and we divide by known deaths, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get your mortality, but that's not true mortality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's true. And I've actually been wondering, because like Juan said, he like Juan was sick back in like January or February or whatever. When we first had Adam on, the first time you were a guest here on the podcast, I was just getting over being sick. Like if you go back and listen to that episode, Adam's first episode, I have this like really scratchy throat. I had this like nasty cold bug thing for three weeks. And when I had come back, I had just gotten my voice back. And it took me probably another two weeks just to get my voice back. I don't know if it was COVID or not, but I did think I was like, I wonder if, you know, somehow, you know, it got here through traveling somewhere and, you know, we got it because like my nephews got sick, my brothers got sick and it was just this like unusually brutal respiratory problem. And, you know, that just made me wonder, is there some sort of test that I could just see if I had it and I have the antibodies for it now? That's just something I've been curious about now for the past few months. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be like the next step, right? Yeah, I would think so. I would hope so. Because I would go get that test. I'm, I'm curious. Like, it would help me have some sort of like security knowing, oh, okay, I already got over this. I don't have to worry about it. I also don't have to worry about transplanting it. And I'm contributing to herd immunity rather than worrying about, oh, you know, I don't want to transmit this to somebody who's, you know, could be susceptible to it or right. has a problem already. I'd be very curious. I mean, obviously you can't, it's revisionist history, but I've been very curious to see what the numbers would have looked like if America just never shut down. Yeah. Because like, it's the first time America's ever, do- ever done this. Right. And we just shut down, like, what would the numbers have been? What's the acceptable number to swallow of, right. like, additional... Well, right. we're about, what, 370 million people? Mm-hmm. If you do what the math is at 0.01% or 0.1%. Right. Yeah. We could figure that out. Yeah. Not me, but somebody could. Yeah, somebody could, some mathematician. Right, but those are the numbers that they're guessing at, basically. Yeah. It's number, like you said, like, it could be way lower or way higher, depending on the testing. I mean, I would think it would only be lower. Because right. right. the people who aren't tested, I think there's not a whole lot of people dying in their houses that aren't getting tested. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, and then if there's probably, I think, I still think this is true. Like there's probably tens of millions of people who've had it that have never gotten tested because they're asymptomatic right. or very mild symptoms. So it's probably much lower than what we're being told. But I mean, it still sucks. I mean, it's still awful. But how many people would it have to go down a year to make it worth basically well, ending ending capitalism? Yeah. Well, and, I, not even capitalism. You can't have socialism. You can't have communism. You can't have anything right. if there's no production. Right. Talk about like this is going to starve people to death. So Plus, meat, world, the price worldwide, of there's been about three hundred thousand deaths mm-hmm. so far, and. We have about 500,000 people that die every year just from smoking. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like. And I that's mean, in sucks. America, right? And yeah, I get that it's so. probably more avoidable. But Sweden, like, it's interesting to see Sweden, who never shut down, mm-hmm. like, their numbers are not that much higher than countries that shut down. Right. Yep. And they're not taking this huge economic hit. Right. And I yep. think that there's a lot of logic to that thinking like, hey, those, you know, to announce that those of you who are above, you know, age 65 or 70 or whatever, and those of you that have compromised immune system, stay at home, don't leave, have other people who are healthy bring you supplies when you need them, and then everybody else go about your lives normally. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I was hinting on earlier was that that whole idea it just seemed cold. You know what right. I mean? But look, I just want to know how fat I have to get to be considered in the the risk zone. 
Yeah. So that way I can just retire at 34. <laughs> it's like, look, we don't want, we're like, you know, everyone go back to work unless you're high risk. And I'm like, well, about that, about that. <laughs> well, if you want something to shoot for, um, look at Juan and then you can <laughs> aim to look like him. Juan, you're beautiful. Uh, I can't even, I can't even slide. I'm just, that was just too difficult to choke down, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I like the sunglasses. It helps. Yeah. Sunglasses in the dark for the visually impaired man. That's just a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> How's uh, Detroit doing? Uh, it is just dead here. Nobody's moving around, really, except on the nice days. You'll mm-hmm. see people out. But here, I think people are just about ready to blow, man. People are just done with the shit. Uh, I have been out a couple times, and I will say, there's a lot of people who are not taking this serious. A yeah. lot. They yeah. weren't here at first, but now, like every well, we're required to wear masks now. You can't even mm-hmm. go in a store without one. So, I mean, they'll tell you to leave. <laughs> wow. I think maybe if we had done this from the beginning, maybe we would have been out of here. Because no, that's the thing is, it's never gonna go. It's not gonna just disappear. No. It's like the whole, the only thing that's acceptable about this shutdown is the argument like, we're just making sure that the hospitals don't get overrun. Right. Like, I can accept that. I mean, I can't, I I still would, I, if I had like a vote, would I have voted for it? Probably not. Right. But like, I can accept a temporary shutdown to, because yeah, if there were people just dying left and right because they couldn't even get into a hospital bed. That would be terrible yeah. and tragic. So I can accept that this is the, the, our way out of it. But for this to be a different, a new way of life, no. No. Yeah, the whole phrase, oh, this is the new normal, that's no. just dangerous. Like, no, d- d- don't, don't buy into that. Who wants to live in that, lo- that world? Right. I thought it was crap until I saw a statement from McDonald's stating that when they reopened, their stores are going to be different. That's he- They're going to start selling real meat? <laughs> no, no, that was my. Uh, never mind. They're bringing back the McRib. <laughs> oh, we can only made with human ribs now. Oh, dude, how? I I think legitimately fifty percent of the time that I've gone to McDonald's, the McFlurry machine is down. Oh yeah. What the fuck? Who is making these and maintaining these machines? They're made in China. Well, there you go. <laughs> it all started from the milkshakes, man. <laughs> you know that's going to be an interesting aspect of this what? I'll tell you the scariest thing about this entire coronavirus thing by far the scariest thing for me is the geopolitics angle right. and like well, us like like sniping back and forth with China right? because they make like 80% Everything. of our drugs right. or something, like, or like something absurd number Yeah, like and they manufacture everything that we buy. Right. To be interesting to see if a bunch of that comes back to America or not. I I think that there's a lot more people that are aware of that. And just in my own personal opinion, I don't think that Americans are willing to actually do it. Like as an American, I know this. Americans are big on talking big and talking mad amounts of garbage, but not actually doing something to make a change when they feel like a change should be made. It's just a cultural thing in America. Mark, we're already four years into making America great again. So you're not <laughs> buying into this? <laughs> it's, it's, it's at least that's what I've seen. Like if you think just think about it, for example, um, 
it, I can come, I can talk to like any anyone on the extreme left or the extreme right, and they'll talk to you about their political candidate or their political party member that they think is great, and then they'll complain about the person on the other side that they don't like. But then when I say, well, well you don't like it, why don't you find other people who think like you, and you start writing your Congress people or your senators and tell them what you want them to do, because that's how this system is set up. And they say, I'll say the same thing. Oh, well, I don't do that because it doesn't make a difference. I'm like, you don't know if you don't try. Look, Mark, we don't need you to white explain politics to us here. <laughs> Look, uh, it's the truth. It is the truth. But like that being said, politics is garbage. It is. It is. What would you think? What do you think the world or America would look like if there was like a straight up uh, what's a representative uh, democracies where everyone like just voted online for every single issue and there were no mm-hmm. senators, no Congress people? What if we if we had just like, one person, one vote on everything? What do you think America would look like? Um, it'd be I, subject to the whatever the popular would, whims are. Yeah, it would be whatever's popular at the time. Do you think it'd be better or worse? I don't think it would be better or worse. I think it would just be, be different. the exact same. I think it would just be different. I think it would be different, but I I don't really have enough, you know, insight into that to saying how different it would be. But I, I, I think, think people are so, uh, so into like voting for their self interest. Yeah, that things would devolve pretty quickly. That's quite probable. Yeah, it'd be pretty bad. Because it's like Dan Cummins says, people don't want to hear the truth. People just want sanitized honesty. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're going to vote for. They're going to, you know, whatever sanitized answer, that, whatever they feel is going to benefit them with the least amount of effort on their part. Right. And so that's the unfortunate truth of, like, in that situation. So what if it was popular at the time to, you know... Oh, let's give out free, let's pay off every, you know, let's just pay, you know, say everyone's college debt is wiped clean and we do free universal health for everyone and we just print $20 trillion to take care of that and bankrupt the economy. And yet the economists are like, oh no, if we do that, we're going to bankrupt the economy and send us into another great depression. No, no, no. We vote in this. This is the popular thing to do. And we do it anyway, because all the people voting, you know, they don't want to pay their college bills anymore. How pissed. I, I I wouldn't be pissed because I, I think I'd be able to swallow it because I mean like I haven't lived a terrible life like I've been paying student loans off for almost 10 years now mm-hmm. I'm about to finally be finished but if they did like the, the year after I finished paying them off like <laughs> just wiped all of them out yeah like I would be for it like I'd be like okay but I would be like a little bit fr- I, yeah. I would be angry but not to the point where I wouldn't want to vote for it look but dude that's I'm, one thing much, the most years? fucked up in America is the college system. How expensive is clown college though, Adam? Oh boy. (laughs) 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 I did go to clown college. I went to Texas State. Oh! It was still expensive. (laughs) Eat them up, Bobcats. Oh, yeah. No, I do see you're saying that. That would be really frustrating like right after you finish paying it off and you're almost done. I will say this and like I grew up very pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh but one thing that I have learned uh just growing like growing up in society, mm-hmm. it is absolute insanity that America is the richest country in the world by far and there's not some kind of universal healthcare. It's That's yeah. the one thing I flipped on cuz like you shouldn't have to like weigh like should I go get healthcare or should I just roll the dice because I, I can't afford it mm-hmm. or I don't want to bankrupt myself right. with one problem. It just seems immoral to me. Like, can we can't fix this? We can't come up with a better solution? Yeah, it's, it's pretty wrong. You know what the solution is? What's that? Chips. Like, 
Potato chips? No, that's the polar opposite of solution to healthcare <laughs> prices. No, like if you were to put chips in everybody, you get rid of all the administrative costs mm-hmm. involved in healthcare. Plus, like you have, you can you can make medicines specifically for people. Mm-hmm. Brings down the cost. Preventative healthcare is way easier. Brings down that cost. It's just the way to go. Crime goes down. Brings mm-hmm. down that cost. Adam Radliff, twenty twenty chips. That would be my policy. Chips. Yep. Juan, you want to be his VP? Uh no. <laughs> I hate politics. <laughs> politics is garbage. I hate yeah, politics too. It is. Well, we better wrap this up before Juan's computer dies because he keeps uh, swearing loudly at his computer, <laughs> and he looks like now he's descended into the bowels of the cave. And the monster is going to eat him. It's like Leviathan and, in the background. Man. <laughs> so thank you, John, for being on today. Very much. Fun. And yeah, thank you everybody for listening and tuning in. We'll come back. Let me see you here. Blah, 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 blah. We will be back next God, week. God, you were doing so well. I was doing so well. Went. And then I just got lost in your eyes. Yeah, and, well, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So thank Sorry. you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Hashtag do better. (laughs) Bye. 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 farm.